Welcome to this week's episode of Casting with the Feminist Witch. On this week, we are talking about our whoring 20s. What were you doing in your 20s? Who were you fucking? Were you fucking raw? Or were you even fucking at all? Wow, that actually fucking rhymes. Anyway, um, on this episode, I, as usual, asked a bunch of people to tell me their experiences what they were doing, who they were fucking, and how they fucked. And why they fucked, or why they hoard, whichever it is. I feel like I keep saying the word fuck a lot in this episode, but yay! So I really like Sex in the City. Uh, my wife and I are huge fans. So, um, as a way to kind of differentiate the types of whoring that people go through, I have brought them down to four types of whoring and I'm using Sex in the City as a reference. So, number one, the harlot, <laughs> sorry, the Charlotte whoring. So it kind of makes sense, the harlot whoring. Anyway, the Charlotte whoring. It's a type of whoring that you do when you're trying to get a man when you're trying to get into a relationship so you got with several types of men you fuck different types of men with the intentions of being in a very loving and serious relationship the kind of the problem with this kind of whoring is that you usually end up a man who calls his dick schooner and who probably doesn't know how to fuck or can't fuck or has a madonna whole complex and trust me, no one wants to be fucking that kind of guy. The second type of whoring is the Miranda whoring. Um, this type of whoring is a type that you have when you're either too fucking busy with work, so you never really have time to go out and date different men. So you end up fucking the uninteresting guy in the office who probably does nothing for you, but because you want dick, so you're gonna fuck him. And there's nothing wrong with that, honestly. Then they're the, the same type of whoring, right? At times, it also has to do with a lot of self-esteem issues. So you end up going for the guy that's not so good-looking, that's not so funny, that that really isn't your type. You always constantly settle because you feel you don't deserve better. So you fuck the guy with insecurity issues. You fuck the rude guy. You fuck the guy that's probably never gonna call you after you fuck him or you fuck guy that showers after sex because he thinks it's dirty. This is how you end up married to a guy because you had his baby because you gave him pity sex because of his one ball. It's a whole mess and you end up leaving your beautiful Manhattan apartment to go and live in Brooklyn with your baby and your man but you kind of find love but he cheats in the end so yay. The next type of whoring is the Carrie Bradshaw whoring. This is a type of whoring where you know the guy you want. You have the guy that you want. No, let me rephrase that. You do not have the guy that you want. But he's, a, he's around. He's in your life. The only problem is that he's a fucking asshole. And he doesn't want you the same way that you want him. So what happens is that you date different guys. You fuck different men. You have different experiences with different guys but in the end it always ends up to this other guy but then this other guy is a fucking asshole who you should have left a long time ago because he's probably going to marry some fabulous 20 year old named natasha and leave you for her when he goes to paris idiot the next type of whoring is the samantha jones whoring my favorite kind 
It's a type where you know what you're worth and you know what you want. Your body is your own and no one can tell you shit. So, what do you do with this whoring? You fuck men that are deserving of you. You get your orgasms. You are a trisexual. You fuck anywhere and at any time that you want and you can give head for as long as you can breathe and kneel. Sex is on your terms. It's about you and you enjoy it. And at some point you end up falling in love with an amazing guy called Richard Wright or Smith. But the only difference is that if these guys are ever assholes, you're not going to stay because as much as you love them, you love yourself more. my whole story and experience as a whole <laughs> looking back at it i don't think i can safely say it's been a beautiful experience no not entirely some really dark times and i can't exactly pinpoint when it started all i know is i was in uni i had just broken up with my girlfriend because I was bored of the relationship and uh finally got to speak with her about it. We parted. I thought it was amicable, but evidently it wasn't. Nonetheless, all is well. She's married and all now. I digress. My whole phase probably started then. From one fling to another. The goal was simple. Meet a girl. See if she will actually like me, like me enough to want to be with me. Found it rather easy, not to brag or toot my own horn, but I'm fairly good looking. So it wasn't too much of a challenge, especially for the materialistic lot of girls. Fast track that about a year and a half, I met this girl, remarkable human, remarkable human. She asked for a contract to be my slave. Six months contract was drafted. We ironed out the terms and conditions. And that might have been the proper beginning of my whole phase. And led to one of the most prolific experiences sexually. There was nothing we did not do. She was very submissive and I was very dominant. She was very receptive, but at the same time, it wasn't sexual entirely. It was also part educational. I digress again. The best part of this contract, this term period I had with my slave, probably was the one week we challenged ourselves to have more sex the next day than the previous day. All I can say is by Saturday, we could not leave the house. All we had were juice bottles next to us and some milkshakes, uh, you know, super shakes rather, to sustain us because the goal was Day one, one round. Day two, three. Day three ruined it for us. My challenge to you listening to this, 
Figure out how many times you can have sex in a week and beat it the next day. Have fun and get some replies to me on this. So I really started whoring when I was 19. Yeah. Um, a little backstory. I had just come from like this very serious relationship. You know when you're a kid and you have like this boyfriend and especially if you're very patriotic like you come from a very patriarchal upbringing you believe this is like your one boyfriend you're gonna marry him and you're gonna have all these kids with him so you plan you literally plan the next 50 years of your life with this person and well let's just say that didn't work out yay which is a really good thing no offense to the guy he's like a really good guy good friend but we both knew that wasn't gonna work out so um after like I said after that relationship I really started hoeing but then I was very religious so I was very very religious um so I kind of stopped until I was like 21 that's when my sexual liberation started because I started to question so much you know about like just all these stupid teachings they give us about our own bodies and how my body didn't belong to me it belonged to my husband then I was thinking about, do I even want to get married? How it's always such a big issue for women and it's never a big issue for men. Like, men could go out and have all the sex they want in the world, but suddenly if I have sex, I'm a fucking, what, <laughs> whore. But in an insulting way, you know, not even in a liberating way, like, yay, I'm a whore. No, it was just, it was really insulting for me. So I decided it's my body. I'm going to start having sex on my terms and it's going to be so much fun. So uh, my best friend lives on the copper belt. So and I said this thing where she'd come over to Lusaka, would have so much fun, then we'll go over to the copper belt and have an like an amazing time. So this one time, right? I travel for like the long weekend, like that Friday after Tuesday kind of weekend. I travel, we get there and we go straight to the club and we're dancing and partying. And so we end up at one oh one. And so we met, we bump into this guy. I had a huge crush on when I was like 16. Like it was insane. He was 24. I was 16. I thought he was the one. He was just like, he looked like Trey songs and I was going to a Trey songs phase. It was just like a whole fucking thing. So I meet him, right? And I'm not going to tell you the embarrassing shit I did when I liked him because it was really fucking embarrassing. So I meet him and he's like, I know you. I'm like, nope, you don't know me. He's like, I know you. I'm like, I, you don't know who I am. So he literally starts following me around the club. And he's like, I know you. I'm like, I don't know you. He's like, uh, he mentions my name. I'm like, nope, not me. He mentions my mother's name. I'm like, I don't know that woman. I wouldn't even recognize if I saw her in the streets. Sorry to that woman. And he just like, let's go. And I bump into another guy who's like, um, who likes me and he's like uh, let's go to the next club together and this time it was like right three or four and my group was like ready to leave i'm like nah i'll see you tomorrow so he's like okay i'll take you out for i think brunch i was like no let's do lunch so the next day he picks me up and while we're like on our way he starts talking about lusaka so i'm like why the fuck are you talking about lusaka in dollar and he's like oh i actually live in lusaka and that was like a big turn off because they whole thing was always to like go and hole with different men in a different town so there's no way i'm going to Ndola to go and hole with a man from Lusaka. like psh, what kind of stupidity is that i've left this dick i'm going back for it nah so uh 
yeah i just like after that i just went i'm like listen this won't work out i came here to have fun with um dollar people so no so i left him and met my girls we went drinking partying i think we even like left early because i blacked out that night like i drank too fucking much and kept mixing my alcohol and i'm a fucking lightweight so six the next morning i'm back to lasaka my wife and i meet up and we go to the club so while in the club i bump into this beautiful man i still have a crush on to this day and he had a thing with a friend of mine and now this friend of mine and I, like we were no longer friends so i was like should i go for it i was like nah 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 girl code i will stay and you know i won't go for him then uh he says hi and i could tell that he wanted to talk to me so i was just like nah so i leave him and some guy because i really wanted dick that weekend so some guy i've been talking to like texts me and he's like um can i come and pick you up i'm like definitely so uh well just before i left i bump into the cute guy again but this time with his brother who's also so fucking hot so he's like um i think i'm like okay i'm gonna hit on the brother so i literally hit on the brother i'm like i like how you look i want you want to sit on your face okay i really didn't say these words but i said something like i really can't remember i was drunk so he gets my number and when the other guy came he texts me and he's like i'm outside so i'm living to go outside and this guy follows me and he's like hey um where are you going i'm like oh um i'm just going to get something so it's like i'm just going to get something and he follows me and i'm like no please i'm like i'll, I'll just like see you some other time he's like no i want to take you outside i'm like i'm going to see my other dick appointment so it's gonna be funny so i'm like no, i'll see you tomorrow so i go for my dick appointment do the sex then um go back to the club have fun leave with my friends and the next morning this guy calls me and he's like can we do brunch i'm like cool so we do brunch, um, then um, he's like, let's go over to, oh no, like while we're having brunch, um, his relative called him and so we had to go over to her place and help her with something. So while we're there, he's like, um, let me make you lunch. I'm like, okay, cool. And she's like upstairs sleeping. And I'm like, okay, cool, we'll just chill from here. And so we're talking, it's like really, really good. And like there's music playing, the vibe is just like super chilled and cool. Then he kisses me. And oh my god, this is like by far some of the best kiss I've ever had in my life. Like wow. Like light skinned niggas really, really kiss. Like they're probably the best kisses I've ever had. So yeah. We start kissing, we start from the kitchen, go to the living room, and then all of a sudden we're like literally having sex. And in my head I'm like, she's gonna come downstairs and she's gonna find us and we're gonna be so fucking screwed. And so he's like let's go upstairs and i'm just like this is not even our fucking house he's like let's go i'm just like yeah you know fuck it let's go so we go and we have sex and it's good and his dick was so big and so good and his body was just oh god it was so fucking like he had probably like the most amazing most beautiful body i've ever seen in my life of a man like it was just so fucking beautiful yeah we had sex and i never called him after that I don't know, it's just like sex for a one-time thing. Alright, so this isn't my best experience, but it's of a lot of personal significance. Like, every experience has been special in its own huge, huge way. But this is my coming of age, if you will. So I had just, I'd been in a shell getting over a bad breakup and I'd just come out of that cocoon. 
I know, cliche. So I had just come out of that. I was over her and I was putting myself back out there. So this one day, this one weekend, this one Friday after work, I was with a friend of mine and he had a date. He had a lady friend. And so I was third wheeling. But I was okay. We were moving from one place to another. And I was basically just, you know, hopeful for the night. So a friend of hers, my friend's lady friend, a friend of hers called. And she wanted to head out into the night too. She wanted to party. So we she got ready and we followed her to her place in uh some place in Yumbayanga. I will not name names other than that. Yes, some place in Yumbayanga we picked her up and it was it was amazing. I didn't put in I didn't have to put in any effort and I felt like neither did she. So I was in the front seat, I was driving and my friend and his date were in the back seat. They were snogging and they were being annoying, so we we had to we had to converse and it was it was exciting. The one thing that got us talking was I let her pick the music and every song that she played was legitimately on my playlist as well. I knew every song, so we'd sing along to every song together. And yeah, so it clicked. It was it was natural. We laughed and we we joked and we found a place and we danced we drank, we danced some more, we talked, we shared experiences. Sorry about the noise, my notifications are blowing up. Yeah, so, yeah, basically we had the most fun ever. And so when it was time to um, go home, yeah, I was awkward about it. I wanted to be with her, but then I didn't know how to. I mean, I'd, I'd been coming from a low point in my life, so I, I, I didn't have, I was not at the top of my self-confidence. I was not the top of, at the top of my game. So she basically led the way, and yeah, she initiated the chat, and so we ended up back at my place. So I wasn't really sure where it was going to end up because we had just met a few hours ago and I wanted to but I didn't know how to convince her, I didn't know what to say, I didn't know how to be. I wasn't corny, I wasn't saucy enough. But anyway, um, bless her, she, she initiated it and she basically led the way. We ended up at my place, we made out and things got from one base to the next. She placed my hand here, she put it there and yeah, next thing we knew we were both naked and yeah, it was an amazing night. I feel bad for the neighbors that night, not because of her but because I, I was the loud one that night. I was letting in a year, a year plus of sexual frustration. I was letting that out, and yeah, it was it was relief. It was it was amazing, and yeah, I should call her. I should call her. I still have her number, and we talk now and then. She's in a different space now in her life, 
and yeah she's got a kid and she's basically settled but yeah she got me out of my shell and yeah that was quite a special night hi uh so here's my story um so i have a male best friend yeah him and i have been best friends since we we're like kids so yeah we've been in each other's lives for so long we're so free with each other like i can come from the bathroom from bathing and like i can like dress up in front of him like obviously not strip naked like completely naked and no but like and with my towel i can apply lotion and dress up and like there's no problem we can sleep on the same bed and nothing like there's no like it's strictly plutonic nothing there like there's never been anything there so he has this cousin um, they sort of look alike so i call them twins but like i had a thing for the cousin like i've always had a thing for him but unfortunately we couldn't be together because apparently we're the, like the same person or whatever yeah because at some point he told me he liked me and then he, he figures it can't work out yeah so well i always had a thing for him anyway so one time when my best friend was about to travel out of town um he had to spend a night at my place because it was going to be easy for him to go catch his um his bath so he came over so he was gonna go for a while so we let's chill for one last time yeah so we bought jameson drunk i was so high so there was two beds in my room then yeah and he was supposed to sleep on like the other bed and me on the other one but we ended up on the same bed and we ended up having sex and it was good like it was well it was drunk sex so you know drunk sloppy sex it was all that yeah so we woke up the next morning and we're like fuck what did we do yeah so we're like okay you know what we'll never speak about this yeah but even through that he wanted to still hook me up with his cousin and all that so after he came back we're chilling the three of us yeah and we hit a blunt and all that and yeah we had vodka this time around but this time I wasn't too drunk, like the way it was with my best friend. Like I was just tipsy and his cousin made a pass at me. And yeah, we started making out, making out. We ended up having sex as well. And it was so good. Like his cousin has got like the best dick. Like that's like one of the, like, yeah, like really best sex ever kind of arrangement. Yeah, so me and his cousin did it like another like like we've been well we do it in like not all the time anyway but like i'm not saying it's over i'm just saying like yeah whenever we miss each other we just hit hit each other up and yeah it's like my booty call you know that yeah so it was two cousins and 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 the thing is i call them twins not only because they look alike but also because they were born on the same day and they're like so close so yeah that's my crazy story with two cousins So, my most exciting experience is definitely my experience with a fellow woman. I think um, I've always been attracted to women, but obviously I was in denial about that side of me. Get drunk, make out with girls, say, oh no, I was just drunk, guys. No, I don't swing that way. Oh no, it was just for fun. <laughs> Well, <laughs> 2019, I decided, let me embrace the side of me. Let me accept it. I'm tired of hiding. I'm tired of being a sissy. So I did. Same year, I saw this stunning, beautiful, gorgeous human being. And I told myself, yep, 
yeah go for it let's do this so well we did this <laughs> um yeah i eventually got her number because we had a mutual contact and we started talking and we would talk like basically every day and i could tell that she was trying to figure out if i was okay no i actually couldn't tell but yeah she was trying to figure out if i was straight and i was trying to figure out if she was into me like that and eventually i just grew a pair of balls and told her i want to kiss you and she told me oh i'm a bad kisser and i said i want to be the judge of that i know that was like the biggest cliche boringest flirty line i could come up with but i did say that stupid shit she fell for it though so yeah did something right (laughs) and so we made out and it was nice and i told her you lied and i told her i want to know what like i want to know more you know so things went further and i had my first real experience with a woman and wow (laughs) i just wow yeah it's funny because um before she was also saying i'm lazy in bed i'll probably give you three orgasms and i told her well that's one more orgasm than any man's ever given me i don't know if she took that as motivation to go ham but she went ham guys i squirted and i lost count at six and they just kept coming and i kept coming and wow (laughs) anyway (laughs) it's safe to say that i'm still enjoying this interesting exciting experience and well yeah i think i'm the luckiest girl in the fucking world so my ultimate motto in life has always been who is life anyone that knows me i encourage everyone to be a whole i i think that it's good for your health and you know overall i think who's live longer so i'll share the story of my first one night stand i had taken my sister out for a date to meet um a guy from tinder my best friend and i took her to meet a guy from tinder because you know we don't want her to get murdered and he was there with his brother and his brother happens to be a lawyer too so we got to chatting and you know the rest of the night we were flirting and this is this, and at one moment we walk outside the club and he's telling me how he wants to leave so i take his phone and i put it in my bra and i'm like no you're not going anywhere if like you can't leave me here to third wheel because my best friend was with another guy that she had met and my sister was like kissing up on this guy from tinder so i'm like you can't leave me here and he says like so randomly he's like it's either we all go or me and you go together and i was like okay let's go and he just grabs my hand and we walk out of the club and my best friend says she just saw my hair like off in the distance and we go to his car and um he goes off he buys condoms and he takes me to this place so i thought we were going to his house um but it was this notoriously known uh hotel motel basically for married men to take the 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 side chicks now i didn't know that he was married he kept saying baby mama baby mama but they're not together 
um but i found out later that he's actually married and so we 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 get a key we go there i literally we walk in and this is the shadiest place ever but we walk in i turn around this guy is butt naked and with the hugest dick not the hugest i've seen so far i mean after now continuously having more one night stands but at that time i was like shit so we're going to the bathroom when the bathroom pushes my head down suddenly i'm on my knees in the fucking water drowning giving this guy head we go to his we go to the bed um he puts me in all positions and i thought i was going to die because the dick was huge like that shit was but it was popping when we're done we get locked in the room like there's no windows there because it's supposed to be like this undercover place so we call out for the for the watchman to help us from the balcony and because we can't open the door I'm like a big man like you just break the fucking door um but he can't the lady comes to try and explain to us how to open it but she she like we're not understanding so she gets thrown in through the balcony i've never seen a human fly like that she, so the watchman carries her and literally flings her into our balcony we were on the first floor and she comes in and it was such an easy thing to open and we get into the car like we're so embarrassed and you know we leave he drops me off at the the front of the club and you know i went home and i slept um so i encourage everyone to to um to have a couple of one night stands they teach you a lot they teach you a lot but i can tell you that was my most epic one I've spent the better half of my 20s basically boring. I swear like my friends and I literally have a theme song and that's Kelani's Distraction. It perfectly describes what we've been doing in our 20s. And I will admit I have had a lot of fun. Like I swear I've had so much fun. Everything was always on my terms. I, I got a chance to date different types of men. You know, the stingy ones, the fun ones, the ones that spoil you the very sexual ones the, the smart ones i was dating smart men okay so for that time i was just going through a phase i was just like dating an nigger i have dated some really dumb men but i dated really really exciting good men and i've had such an amazing time i've had experiences where i'm out with my girls we go for an art show have dinner with like very cultured gentlemen end up at the club kissing guys we don't really know from Adam but then it's really cool then end up at another guy's house having amazing sex um end up home in the morning by 10 just as the guys dropping you off like literally an hour later another guy is coming to figure up taking you for lunch and spending the day with him probably kissing here and there but not even having sex because you plan to have sex with the other guy there've been some whole baths there've really been some whole baths where it's like I literally just had sex and I'll go with another guy taking a quick bath to go and have sex with another guy and yes yes you motherfuckers there was protection so um it's been so much fun i saw it's literally been so much fun there've been moments where um I'm traveling like the next day to go and spend probably a weekend with a different man and I will probably spend the night fucking another man. He drops me off home, the other guy comes to pick me up, sends his driver, then we go away for a weekend and it's amazing. There were moments where I was out on a date with a man and would literally go to the parking lot to go and fuck another man who's just literally just come and fuck me and he goes away. And I go back like nothing happened. There've been like really exciting moments for me. So 
yeah i i would advise everyone to have a whole face i'm always so worried when people don't have a whole face just like how will you ever know what you want i feel like hoeing made me realize the kind of men that i want the ones that i don't want and the types i do prefer fucking and it also taught me a lot sexually because different men teach you different things and you experience different things like the way this one likes receiving head is very different from the way that one receives head and the way this one gives head is very different from the one the way that other one gives head the way this one fucks you is very different from the way this one fucks you um this one's a bit more dominant this one likes being dominated it's just been this beautiful experience um i'm 25 now so i don't know am i gonna go up continuing whoring or will i try out monogamy i'm not really sure maybe whatever anything that excites me i always go for excitement i always want to be excited i want to live a life where i am happy and free and you know not beholden to anyone really but myself so yeah um so this was the end of the episode i hope you guys enjoyed it um We'll see what we have in store for you next week every sunday i will make sure i upload these things every sunday uh yeah so thank you for listening bye bye